Welcome back to Project Freelance. My name is Kay Anagonio and I am your host on this podcast all about freelancing, creating content, building businesses, and connecting and networking. If you're new to the podcast, well, hey, thank you for joining us this week. This podcast comes out on Mondays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, just in time for your Monday morning commute or your right when you rise and shine if you're on the West Coast. So I just relocated from California to Nashville. And if you listen to last week's episode, I kind of dive into how I got here, my whole journey to get out to Nashville. And I'm super happy to be here. I'm very excited to start networking here and building my business here locally. I'm very, very excited. So this week on the podcast, I'm speaking with a guy named Derek. He runs a production agency for podcasting called Shelby Rowe Productions. He also hosts two different podcasts. All of his links will be down in the description. And we're going to be talking about how he built his business and where he wants to take it from here, how he survived COVID and the things he learned during that time. Before we get into the podcast, just a few housekeeping things. If you like this show and you want to support it further, there are a few ways to do so. The first of which being Patreon. So Patreon is a monthly subscription where you uh, give money to your favorite creators and it helps them create content bigger and better. So on Patreon, one of my perks is early access to all of my content. And this is my vlogs, my music, everything that I do, the podcast, everything that I do, you get early access to. So if you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash just the letter K. If you're not following me on social media, my beacons.ai link is down in the description. Once you click on that, it will open a panel with all my social media listed for you and what they are, and it will take you directly there. So I don't have to list like 15 different things because I do a lot of stuff. So you can pick and choose what you want to check out. If you do like this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback. It helps the podcast grow. And if you do that, send me a screenshot at Project Freelance on Instagram, and I'll actually send you a signed photo print of a photo that I have taken as a way of saying thank you. The next thing I need to let you know about is that I actually have a photography book out called No Tracers, an Urban Explorer's Diary. So when I'm not freelancing, I actually explore abandoned places. It's my passion project. I love doing it. And I made a whole photography book about it. If you want to check it out, if you want to check out my blog or any of my stories of exploring abandoned places, you can head to justtheletterk.com slash no tracers. And you can pick up a copy of my book. You can pick up a shirt, a hoodie, a duffel bag, all kinds of cool stuff over there. And my blog's over there. My portfolio's over there. You can check out my site, justtheletterk.com. And lastly, I need to thank our partner here on this podcast, Liquid Death Mountain Water. If you've never heard of Liquid Death, well, you might not spend enough time on social media. <laughs> Liquid Death is taking over right now. And I've got an ad for you in three, two, one. Welcome to a new kind of experience that is not for the faint of heart. A new kind of water, straight from the Austrian Alps, packaged in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. So if you want to stand out, if you want to murder your thirst and give back to the planet, give liquid death a try. The only thing that stands between you and the Reaper is a can of liquid death. Not for the faint of heart. So if you like what you hear and you want to murder your thirst, check out liquiddeath.com and use code just the letter K for 10% off your order. 
or you can click the link down in the description. It's an automatic discount code. So once you click that, it will automatically apply that code to your checkout. Check out Liquid Death. They're great. Thank you guys for partnering with me and always taking care of me. You guys are the best. All right. Without further ado, Derek, welcome to the show. Could you please introduce yourself and what it is you do to the Project Freelance audience? Well, uh, thanks for having me on the show. My name is Derek and I am a podcast producer. I own a podcast production agency called Shelby Road Productions, and I also host a couple podcasts myself. So take me back to the very beginning of your, you know, cusp into getting into podcasting. Where were you before, like growing up? Like, tell me about like what you wanted to do and what brought you into the world of podcasting. So uh, at a very young age, I would say 12 years old, I started playing guitar and wanted to be a musician. You know, I was listening to, at the time, the modern music at the time was Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison. You know, I was into the hairband stuff. And I was that kid wearing the headphones in the family vehicle as we were going on a camping trip, not talking to anybody, just losing myself in the music, right? So, um, and from that day, all I wanted to be was a musician and started playing guitar, you know, when I was around that age. But it wasn't until, you know, my later teens is when I became a bass player. Um, and then into my 20s, I was starting to play in bands. Uh, and and that's when it really, the snake really sunk its teeth in. Because then I'm like, all right, well, I'm a musician, but I want to get paid doing this. <laughs> I want to be a working musician. So this started in 2000. Um, and... Then that became my number one, my number one uh, priority. And from that day on, and for the next 20 years, my life was trying to be a musician and then trying to find other jobs that could supplement it, that gave me the flexibility so I could leave or not work weekends so I could play at the, the bars or whatever it may be. It, it Music was first. And then any kind of job I got needed to be able to give me the freedom to do it is basically what I'm saying. So, so that was the beginning of <laughs> hell, right? You know, it's just constant <laughs> hustle. So, um, fast forward to 2005, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee from Maine. I grew up in Maine. Uh, so that was a huge leap. And just to pursue and put myself in an area that had more demand for music. I just needed to grow. And I was that serious about it. I wanted to, I wanted to go where the work was at. That was my only chance of ever really having a career in music. And sure enough, you know, six months later, I found myself in a full-time casino touring band where we just played casinos in full-time and, um, I was on the road 45 weeks out of the year. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I actually have a job. I'm actually making a living in music, you know? So that was, that was special. Um, and for about five years, that's all I needed. I didn't need another job even. Think about that. I was like, man, I'm living the high life. Well, <laughs> all good things come to an end sometimes. So uh, in 2011 is when I became a civilian again, as like I like to put it, instead of on the, the circus bus, right? So yeah. Um, and then right back to, well, by now, uh, you know, I, I have a resume musically. So now I quickly just starting to play the bars again. Uh, I relocate to Memphis, um, 
to be closer to my daughter and playing weekends and working side jobs. You know, I worked for a warehouse for a little while, but I was also hosting trivia nights um, in random bars and restaurants during the weeknights. Um, I drove for Uber. I drove for Lyft. I, I did this other little side gig where uh, for a local audio, small business auto appraisal company where I just took pictures of cars that were in accidents and just uploaded them to a app. And that was it. You know, just like something super flexible. I can do it anytime during the day. Um, and then all of these jobs allowed me to be able to just leave and come back three weeks later and all the jobs are still waiting for me. Um, but it's just a constant hustle and, and searching for all these different jobs to still be broke right? <laughs> Still. So now it, all of that pre-story leads me to where I've ended up becoming a producer because um, back in 2017, I needed another hustle and I found upwork.com on, on the website, on, on the internet. And Upwork is, is a platform for entrepreneurs to, to connect with companies that are looking for vendors or contractors in whatever space, you know, uh, whether it's marketing, virtual assistants, or what I discovered was a need for podcast editing, just, uh, just plain audio editing. I'm like, I can do that. So I built a profile and then just, you know, proceeded to obsess over it. Like I have all these other hustles, you know, I just saw an avenue for another, another revenue stream if you will. And I got my first client in the beginning of 2018. And then that turned into two that turned into four. And, and before I knew it, a good several months in, I was getting really busy at this. I was like, Hmm, this is, this is interesting. So from that point forward, I, um, started chipping away from the other side hustles and was able to replace that time with the podcasting thing, as I'd call it. I'm just a contractor, just a freelance audio, auto audio editor. Um, and then I hit a crossroads in the middle, middle of 2019 where I was getting really busy with the editing, but was kind of, running out of time. You can only edit so much in a week. Plus I'm still, I'm almost at the end of my playing cause we're leading into COVID, um, into 2020. But, um, I also was getting offers and, and traction with clients that wanted more than what I could provide and graphic design, video editing, transcriptions, all these other things that usually come along with podcasting. So it was at that point I realized in order for me to really grow and take this to the next level, I um, started an agency, you know, started an LLC in June of 2019 and then just started hiring contractors to help me with the editing, to offload editing to someone else, to then open bandwidth for myself, to then continue to grow the business and then hire people that can do things I can't. I've got a graphic designer, got a web designer, got a writer so on and so forth. And just started building a team around me of other contractors. So then I could provide a bigger and better service and then off and running, you know, and now 
gosh, it's going to be three years this June. And, you know, I got a full fledged business. It's my only income. It's the only, I don't need other incomes anymore, which is nice. <laughs> um, and here we are. And that's kind of the, the, the quick long story of, you know, how I ended up where I'm at. And, and, it, and it's funny cause it just stems with starting playing guitar when I was 13 years old. You know, I can look as far back as that because the music thing is what made me the, the Wilbury that I became, <laughs> which tied in with why I always needed side jobs, which when then eventually led me to podcasting. Wow. That's incredible. And like, I, I have follow-up questions, of course. Uh, the first being, so when you first started your LLC, where did you go to learn how to apply for an LLC? Where did you get your information from? Because there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are like, mm. I'm ready to take that next step from being a, a you know freelancer to having a, an LLC business or an S corp or whatever it is. And so where did you go to find your information on that stuff? Great question, because a common theme for me is fail forward, like <laughs> learning <laughs> as I go. So yeah. It actually started with a conversation with a close friend of mine. Uh, she had uh, been kind of keeping up with me and knew that I was in this podcast space now and, and other friends too, but I was just sitting out on at my friend's house. We're at, on her patio and I was just telling her I, how I needed to grow and just kind of throwing out these ideas of building a team and just really just surface thoughts and she's like well if you're gonna do that you need an llc like okay i've heard those letters put together before but i don't know what that means <laughs> like do i get a license is you know what does that mean she's like oh okay and it took her five seconds to find a link to the local um business bureau small business bureau in memphis tennessee um which is where i'm at now and that place is designed to help people like myself that don't know how to start an LLC and you just show up, you set up an appointment and they run through it all for you, you know, and they charge you the, the, whatever it needs to be, whatever the rate is for a license and how to set up your banking. And, and it was awesome. So like, I, I didn't know how to do it at all, but because of my friend, she sent me to this place that could help me. So, um, I don't, I, to this day, I probably couldn't start an LLC on my own again. I would have to, because <laughs> it's like, I don't even know how, what they did, but yeah. there's people out there that will help, you know, for sure. Um, and, uh, and then it makes sense after a while you realize, okay, it's, it's a, what it does is it creates a, basically a social security number for your business. It's an EIN number, employment, mm -hmm. employer identification number. So now that is the the number for your business just like as a human you have a social security number and then you need that number to then open up business bank accounts and then you need you know and then if you want to tie in like quickbooks and some other of these bookkeeping platforms you need that number and then you need a license and and over time you finally just get everything piled up and then uh that part's over and then now it's just now it's time to pay taxes, <laughs> you know, but but, I, you know, I, I guess the moral of that story is don't be afraid if you don't know how to do it, because there's resources out there that will help you get it done. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that and being so like transparent about not knowing where to go, but, you know, finding someone that knew someone or a place that you could go to get that done. I think that a lot of people, I think there's a lot of places like that, that people just don't know about. So it's, it's awesome that you had somebody that knew about that. Right. And I'm, I just moved from California to Nashville myself. And so I'm at the step where I'm like, should I start that process of applying for an LLC. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, I've got a friend that's kind of in the same position your friend was in. That was like, I know people that can help you, which is such a great feeling to have that support system there. And I feel like more people need that support system, especially as, you know, young entrepreneurs. Um, and can you talk about your support system? Like who, who is supporting you to, to move forward in this podcasting space to, to do a completely different endeavor than, you know, live music? Well, that same friend, her name is Terry. She was definitely, and still is, like a big cheerleader. Um, she saw it before I did. And, and when I would, every little step of the way, okay, now I get the LLC, but I'm still panicking. I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Because by this time, in order to really, truly put time into this, I quit other side hustles. And then did your typical bootstrapping, like, oh, I'm paying some bills on my credit card over here, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and that's terrifying. But, you know, my friend Terry and then another client um, that I have still to this day, four years we've been working together, um, even before the LLC, and we still talk every week. Uh, it was just a cool relationship to have. He was a champ. He was a cheerleader, too. Um, and they just helped me with the confidence of like, no, like we see what you can do or see what you want to do. We, we can see your vision and it's going to work. Like you really have something good here. You know, we wouldn't tell you it's okay to maybe drive some debt. If we thought that you had a bad idea, you know, Derek, we've never known you to be a baker and you want to open up a muffin shop. Probably don't do that. Right. (laughs) But they saw what I was doing and wanted what I wanted to do. So they really championed it. And and so many different moments through this journey. Still to this day, I have my I have my moments of panic. You know, cash flow is low, got payroll to handle and I have different stresses now than I did when I first started. But at the end of the day, you know, it's natural to have these moments of self-doubt and like imposter syndrome and Mm. you know am i doing the right thing am i taking you know you're taking a gamble on yourself going into a Mm. business and starting your own business you're you're betting on yourself you're kind of pushing the chips all in at the poker table uh and you can lose it all man you can win a lot too there's an (laughs) open-ended opportunity for you so you know I, i really i just had my friends to lean on you know through this process um and just learned as I go, you know, I'd never been a business owner. I'd never been a leader. You know, I never mm. led people, you know, I was a bass player. I got hired, you know, they, they tell me the songs to learn. I'd learn them <laughs> it <was> as simple <laughs> as that. Um, so, and still learning. So again, I guess, I guess to tie into that last story is you just got to try and learn as you go, fail forward um, and just continue to try to, learn from your mistakes and to me that's the best way to go because once you make a mistake you learn your lesson pretty quick (laughs) oh yeah you know especially in business for yourself you know you don't have anybody to blame except for yourself when you do fail and you know have those pitfalls and 
but you're you're the only person that can pick yourself back up as as well at the end of the day and i think that's super important as well and Mm -hmm. so to kind of transition to you know the the pandemic because it's something that we went through you know and i i know people are tired of hearing about it but i think it's important for people in business to talk about their journey through that because it was a very different situation than we've ever seen you know like we've never lived through something like that before and for you like did you see a rise in work during the pandemic like for me as a video editor everybody brought their their courses online their meetings online and they needed editors and they needed content and so i saw a huge rise huge rise in in work over that time and not only that but i also dived dove deeper into music and that kind of thing but for you did you see a rise in the the creation of podcasts and the need for editors for that to put this into perspective on the front end then i'll i'll explain more 2020 made my company a six-figure grossing company (laughs) it was a podcast explosion wow and and yeah and when i look back on it you know, first off, being a musician, that's I lost everything. You know, at this mm-hmm. time, I was still touring uh, with a gentleman that lives no- locally to me, but then the rest of our band's in Nashville, and he has a little bus, and so it was a nice little tour bus gig, and, you know, we'd have, I think we had like 20 tour dates for the year, you know, nothing big, you know, but still decent little money and, and things to have in the calendar, you know, it's still... Still getting to do what I love to do on a side note, higher quality band, but I don't need it to live, so it still can be fun. But that all went away, so that was a bummer. Uh, so at, at first, it was a little scary because I'm like, in January, February, when things started shutting down, my business was growing. Like the tail end of 19, I was really starting to get some steam. You know, I no longer needed credit cards to to live and to invest in my business. You know what I'm saying? So at least I had that. (laughs) I I was, I, I finished driving debt. So that was, that was a, an accomplishment there. Um, but when things started shutting down quickly, um, current clients were upping their frequency. They, you know, I had a lot that were maybe posting an episode every two weeks. Now they want to go every week. Um, plenty of new people that I was finding on Upwork. They had free time, you know, they were luckily to still have their income coming in or their, you know, they, the, the, of course everyone was getting, um, uh, unemployment, you know, so people had time and money. (laughs) So that just juiced everything up. And, um, between a flooding of new clients and then current clients boosting, my company grew exponentially. It was a great year for me, which is so, it was so weird for me to reconcile that because it was such an awful year for so many. And it, it became one of my best years ever in my life professionally. Mm. So <laughs> now come 2021, January, I get COVID. And then the second half of this or second half of last year was when I started feeling my slump because of COVID mm. because now people had to go back to work. Right. People aren't getting an unemployment anymore. The summer really slowed down for me because concerts opened back up. People had a life. 
that was the other thing. Last summer, or the summer of 2020, there was nothing to do. Like, there was right. no concerts. <laughs> they, they canceled Fourth of July. Like, what's going yeah, on yeah. here, you know? So come 2021, when things open back up, I think people just wanted to go have fun. So then now I started losing clients. So last year was a the tail end of last year was like, oh, man, you know, but it's, you know, it's, it's, um, you got ebbs and flows in business, you know, you get the, the charts, you know, you don't, it's not a constant forward positive trend. Eventually you have downtrends and then you go back up. So, um, but if we're talking COVID, man, that was a good year for me. (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, freelancers adapted faster than everyone else because we were already, kind of, you know, a lot of us were already, you know, working from home and we were already used to that kind of lifestyle, the remote Mm -hmm. work lifestyle. And I feel like a lot of people didn't realize that and had to play catch up. Like a lot Mm. of people were like, how are we going to do our classes and how are we going to do all this stuff? And we were there like, oh, you mean I get to work from home and nobody's going to tell me to get a real job? (laughs) Right. You know, and that's a good point too. The, the fact that I worked from home, you know, okay. So now I have a kid that's out of school. Well, some parents still had to work. Their jobs didn't mm-hmm. didn't shut down, but the, now the kid can't go to school. So how do we do that? How do we handle babysitting? But I still have to work. So it was a nightmare for people in that way too. Yeah. Now I'm working from home. Kid doesn't go to school. All right, we're all sleeping in, early vacation, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and then and then let's talk about how you know Zoom and Skype and you know, you and I are speaking to each other through Zencaster. Like, if this kind of pandemic landed in 1995, different story. Like, yeah. I don't even know how that would have worked out. But now we're in a virtual world. So yeah. we were able to just pick up. My business was already all virtual. Right. So it's another bonus. So I actually have a friend that lives in Memphis who's another producer on the opposite end of the spectrum. He's a local. He's tapped into the local market and he has a studio. And he went unemployed. He had to collect unemployment because he couldn't work because he needed to be in person. The studio, the building that he was renting and leasing his studio space from shut down. No one could go in. So it was a bummer from him for him, you know, but the fact that I was all virtual, man, it was seamless and it grew. So I was very, very grateful for that. It was, it was, it was um, a good year. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. I'm super happy to hear that for you. And where do you want to go next? Like, what is your, you know, five-year goal with what you're doing and, and how, how is it running your, your agency and, and, you know, having employees underneath you? So I'm, I'm, I'm hitting a wall. I've probably already hit it and I'm trying to get through it. And it growth is a, Growth is a confusing game because it's easy to go from zero to 50,000, but then to go from 50,000 to 150,000 is a different ball game, you know? And so um, I got to a good place, but then now it's like, man, how do I get to that next level? And God, marketing is just not my thing. You know, it's such a headache, you know, the, the rat race that is Instagram, (laughs) and LinkedIn and Facebook and just social media in general. But last year, the goal was to become a content creating machine as well, instead of just managing other content. So we started a podcast. We 
beefed up our YouTube channel and Instagram page and, and just kind of got into that world. Um, and so then, okay, we did that. Didn't really give me much of a return, but what it did was it just made me smarter as a producer, mm-hmm. uh, content generator. Now I, I can help podcasters with more because I have a more perspective on the whole picture. Um, so that was good. Well, then what that really tied into was what I want to do this year, that next step. Um, and I'm starting a podcast for my local community. I live in a small city that has an awesome small town feel. There's over a hundred mom and pop small businesses where I live in a relatively small space. So it's a community that supports that too. So it's, it's a really neat place. Um, it's just south of Memphis, Hernando, Mississippi, to be specific. And um, interviewing small businesses to get their story, sort of like you're interviewing me. Um, you know, I'm going to get their story. I get to do it in person. Um, but this is also a, a way for me to market my business. You know, I'm meeting yeah. other businesses. Um, this podcast could potentially be monetized through sponsorships. But then all in all, you know, it's a Shelby Road Productions production. You know, it's an SRP production. And uh, I see it as a, a vehicle to market my business locally for the first time to hopefully break into a local market. Um, and then, so that's this year. That's 2022. That's really what I'm focusing on um, to try to break into that. And then the big picture is, yeah, I want a brick and mortar. I, I would love to have a studio. to I can rent time to people. If they just want to come in and record or I can produce full, full production stuff for people, you know, that I can be their hands on, uh, have a corner dedicated to video with some lighting, you know, just go next level. Uh, and that's hopefully where I can get to, you know, and then that will then propel me because then I just have so many options. I can still continue the virtual world, but then add in, a whole other piece of the pie to, to break into local. So I guess that's uh, how my next couple years look. Oh man, that's awesome. And I, I hope for the best for you and all that you're doing. And I love that you, you know, started up your own podcast. I think that that's, it, it just makes sense to do that. You know, it just kind of goes with the trajectory that you were going anyway. And like you said, it helps you get better at producing. And I think that's awesome. You know, I, I produce, uh, two other podcasts as well as my own. And I, I love getting to do that and, you know, break, break my way in to the production world via my own podcast. So I think it's like a, a, I'm doing it like the opposite way you did, but it's still so fulfilling to be able to help other people grow their story and grow their podcasts. And I think that's super cool. Um, so for you, what questions did you have when you first, you know, started all this stuff? Like what is something, you know, now that you wish you knew when you started? So that's a good question. You know, I'm still asking questions, right? You know, um, like I said, the wall I'm hitting now is marketing and CRMs and email marketing and email lists and all this extra level stuff that I'm trying to figure out now. But when I look back on the very beginnings, I was trying to figure out how to how to, you know, pay my, my one editor, (laughs) you know, like payroll all of a sudden, what, what is that? And then how am I going to run my books? So I taught myself QuickBooks, you know, um, I think if I was to 
go back in time and talk to my old self, I guess the advice I would give is uh, just, it's easy for me to say now. I would say, keep it up. You're going to have success. Well, it, it's easy for me to say that now because I'm fortunate to have some level. You know, things are things are good. Um, but it's a difficult question to really answer because, I mean, um, three years in, I'm still asking questions. <laughs> it's always a new one, you know. So I guess to anyone listening is if you're stuck and you feel like you need to do that next thing for your business, but you just don't know how to do it, or you don't know what you need to do next, um, ask questions. There's coaches out there that can help you with that. Um, and don't, and understand that you're going to just, you're going to answer that question. You're going to solve that problem. And there's another one waiting for you. And it's, it's just part of the game. And you, if you're not, asking questions and if you're not hitting roadblocks then that means you're stagnant that means you're not growing and that's not what you want to be doing you want to be challenged if something is ahead of you and you have to make a decision that's terrifying that seems scary because of the unknown that's where you want to go as hard as that may seem and feel at the time you got to plow in that direction don't go the easy route because the easy route will probably lead you to no growth and then and then eventually who knows you know businesses can slip away from you if you're not proactive and just kind of reacting next thing you know you have no clients but if you're always being proactive even though you might have a slump even though you might um, be hitting these roadblocks that are stressful and maybe feels like it's setting you back these things need to be done in order to have a sex, successful successful business. It's now you just plow through it and that builds your confidence uh, over time because you keep overcoming these challenges and you're being proactive. And the next thing you know, you wake up a year later and you're like, oh, wow, my business grew 20% from the year before, you know? Um, and I, that's my advice. You know, it, it, if you're terrified of a decision, then that's the way that's the way you want to go, because <laughs> yeah. that means you're you're doing something uh, pr- proactive. Exactly. Always seek out that discomfort, and yeah. I think that we have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. I think that's super important in business and in any entrepreneurship <laughs> like level. And if people want to keep following your journey, where can they find you online? Or if they want to potentially have your, your agency uh, produce a podcast for them, where can they go to get in touch with you? Sure. So my grand central is my website and uh, is Shelby Um And there you can sign up. Uh, there's a Calendly link in there for a free 15 minute consultation. So if you're interested um, in starting, or you have started and you want to unload some work onto someone else or whatever it may be, get a free 15 to 20 minute call through my website. You can find my podcast, you can find Instagram page, YouTube channel, all my resources in there. Um, the, the business podcast that I have is called pod logics where I talk to podcasters and producers and in that space as a way to help people, try to, you know, be better at their podcast. So it's more of an informational um, podcast. So you can find that on Apple, Spotify, everywhere, Pod Logics. 
and then the uh, the new podcast that I just mentioned uh, about this local community is called The Real Hernando. Uh, you can find that at therealhernando.com. Um, and, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, you can basically my website really is for everything. So shelbyroveproductions.com is is the place to go. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on Project Freelance and for sharing your story with everyone here. Thanks for having me, Kay. I enjoyed it. All right. That was my episode with Derek from Shelby Row Productions. If you guys want to get in touch with him or get something produced by him, all of his links are down in the description for you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Project Freelance and for listening to all the episodes of Project Freelance. If you like this episode, can you do me a favor and just share the episode? It would mean a lot to me and it really helps this podcast grow, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. There's a section down at the bottom of the podcast where you can leave a rating and feedback and I actually will send you a signed photo print of mine if you leave a rating and feedback for me as a way of saying thank you for supporting this podcast. As always, stay strong, keep enduring. I'll talk to you guys next week.